Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I'm Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Numbers are up. That means you guys are sharing, and we really appreciate that. Keep sharing and sharing and sharing. I think we're in the downstairs daycare today. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, and I can tell you anything right now. There is a lot of life getting in my way. So if you uh, wonderful listeners hear some uh, noises in the back, it's the it's the mini Greek having a ball. It's our first uh, in-studio guest, really. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, cool, man. All right. Do you want to – well, you know, one thing I want to start out with sure. is uh, – I, I was off to the wilds of Montana yeah, this week. Right. Um, you ever been to Montana? One time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah this that's, right. Yep. that's right. Um, that, I didn't even get west. I was just on the cusp of west where okay. it looks Billings, gorgeous. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I liked what I saw just it's from a, what I saw. Beautiful state. Um, uh, like you could film a western pretty much anywhere. If you just pull do. off the interstate and go 50 yards, you're, you're, yeah. you're filming a western right there. I thought <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that I was thinking too, is that it's so mountain time. Like it just seems like every time it, it, it's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Right. Mount, I've, I'm always on Pacific central, a little bit sure. on Easter or whatever. Like you forget about mountain time. Ma- mount, and the other thing I thought about too is, is mountain time the best time that you could have for college football with your first Ooh. game being at 10 o'clock in the morning. What okay. I'm getting at is like. 11 o'clock is somewhat of a weird time. It is, to and you start. can just kind of skip over the pregame. Just forget the pregame. Like, yeah. Wake yeah. up, do a couple chores. Go right And then the games. 10 o'clock, just hit it. That's what I'm saying is like 11 o'clock kickoffs don't really provide you enough time to get much done. No, in not the morning. a whole lot. So you kind of shoot your morning down, anyways. Right. So why not start it an hour before sure. at 10 o'clock? I like it. Um, First games get over at like you know one thirty. You're right into the afternoon games. Heck, night games get over at maybe you know around nine thirty or so. Sure. I mean, not that I'm I'm too old for this, but you could still have plenty of time to go out after. Oh, that, you I'd, know what I mean? I'd be hitting the lead, after yeah, that. <laughs> for sure, with plenty of time. I don't know. I just I just thought that was it's like the the hidden time zone of the USA. So I have customers in like basically one area of the mountain time zone, and I I'll schedule with them. You know, put it on the calendar. And I always forget that once I get out there, it's going to be an hour earlier. So then I'll schedule like an 8.30. And they'll like they'll say, are you sure you want to do 8.30? Or are you sure you want right, the time? Right, I guess? yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? And then I get out there. Oh, crap. Yeah. 7.30. 7.30. A little early. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. early for a sales call. Um, And then we didn't make it into Bozeman. But the guy I was traveling with lives in Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there for years. And did you know there's an influx of snooty Californians moving into oh, Bozeman. you know, I did hear that. I have a buddy who went to school there, so he goes back on occasion. He, he did tell me that, yeah. Yeah, so not only are they putting laws out there to try to screw up Cal, uh, screw up college football, and the Californians are moving into Bozeman and but making they're... houses uh, extremely expensive. Yeah. And yeah, that's... like the, the housing market is absolutely off the charts. Yeah. In so Bozeman way right west now. and north and Whitefish, where I was, it was the same deal. Yeah. The, the housing price is ridiculous. Yeah. You would Insane. never guess that. And anyways, thank God I got the heck back out of there because there's, of course, a snowstorm happening right now. Yeah. As we record this. But all right, man, let's go into housekeeping. Housekeeping. I think you're sleeping. Housekeeping? 
Yeah, nothing too exciting here. Just keeping up on injuries. Illinois quarterback Brandon Peters questionable for the game against Michigan this weekend. Maryland quarterback Josh Jackson out for their game against Purdue. Nebraska quarterback Adrian Martinez questionable. Heard he's practicing this yep. week, though. And then also Nebraska wide receiver J.D. Spielman, same deal. Correct. Questionable, but practicing. I'm guessing. It, it sounds like they're both playing to me. Play. Uh, Rutgers quarterback, this one sucks. McLean Carter medically retiring from football. So he's out for the rest of the year. It's Johnny it Langan's a, Rutgers Knights now. Is it a is it a medical retiree with an assist from playing for Rutgers? It it could be. I mean, you know, mental issues are are still medical. Sure. So yeah, That's a good point. Just like um, yeah, you know, shell shock. I'll, I'll say call this: it. the the most fun sport on the planet to play is football. Of course, the worst sport to practice when your team is losing. Is football. Yeah. Is that fair? That's fair. I've I been on so. a really, really bad team before and a really, really good team before. And yeah, it's it's, it's not tough. fun at all. No, it's tough. Um, the only th- other thing I would add is because I spent pretty much uh, 48 straight hours in an uh, airport or on a plane, listen to a lot of podcasts. We are at that part of the season where every team is to just be uh, compared to where the college football playoff line is to get in, is your is that team good enough to get in? Oh yeah. Where, where would this team be? Like, what's their deficiencies on why they wouldn't get in to the college football playoff? That's it. That's that's the, that's all. Like, if you break reasons, down like... a team that played a, a college football playoff level team that played a non-college football level team. They don't even talk about that team. They just no, talk yeah. about the team that played in the game that is college football playoff level. Remember the good old days when they talk about 25 teams because they were ranked? Correct. Those are Insane. long gone. Insane. Long it's just gone. stupid. Like, they're literally just boiled it down to the, the whole debate. is like, Was there six? Is there seven? Is there eight? Was there maybe seven? If but That's it. And that's I can't it. believe that people are so dull that they just accept that as their entertainment. I mean, like, and we're we're telling you, Maryland fans, or you, Nebraska fans, or Indiana fans, like, you still have reasons, of course, to to cheer and look at. I mean, I think those it's are two different development, different development. I mean, Purdue fans too. Yeah, it looks like crap, obviously, right now. But you get to see young guys right. play. What's, what's the future look? Correct. Like? But yeah, two good examples in Maryland and Indiana. A lot to play for this year. It's just stupid. It drives me nuts. But one more thing, not an injury. But we can't pass this one up. Michigan State running back Ladarius Jefferson entered the transfer portal. Yeah. So that's two down from their running back group. We knew it wasn't great going into the season, but obviously Elijah Collins has emerged. Yep. And, and but, those man, guys. I mean, yes, he has emerged as the starter, but this is running backs. This is exactly. a Big Ten running back, to quote Glenn Mason. You need a pair and a spare to get yeah. through a Big Ten football season. Right. Uh, apparently even now running backs. I mean, quarterbacks to a certain degree – you understand there really is right. only one ball if it's an embedded starter, but running backs are going to get sure. the ball. Running backs and if you can provide a, a spark or 60, 70 yards here, dive in for a touchdown there, you're helping your team win games. Absolutely. I don't know. That drives me nuts. All right, so we got the uh, we got the intro done. We got the baby pacified. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get into some games. What do you think? How about it? All right, so this week there are two teams that are idle. Northwestern, who I think is a very ready for their yes. their idleness, and the Ohio State Buckeyes, who probably feel 
a little bit mixed feelings about there. Not that they needed mass. it, but boy, it's nice for them to get it at the end. Like, well, not end, middle of the year. I mean, has anybody screamed into a six-week idle week no. better than they have? Not really. No. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> hey, just take a break. Enjoy yourselves for a weekend. You've earned it. All right, so all of these games are on Saturday, October 12th. Do you know what's special about this week weekend for college for Big Ten uh, football? So this is week seven, so it's going to be the halfway point after, well, after these that, games. That's that's one way. This is the first weekend we've had where it's only a big, big on, on big, big okay. crime right. this whole weekend. Okay, so I like first, it. First, first one without non-conference games. So first one up, these are 11 o'clock a.m. games. Maryland at Purdue, as I said, 11 o'clock a.m. This is on BTN. The Terps are favored by four. The over-under is 55 and a hook. What are you thinking? Okay, let's start with some yards per play differential. Minus 0.4 for Maryland. Did you know that? Really? And negative one for Purdue. So Yikes. bad to really bad would be the way to Bad to really that. bad, yeah. yeah. Maryland is 2-0 and overall in this series. Of course, there was the great, who can forget this one, the Champ Sports Bowl of 2006, where Maryland won 24 to seven. Oh. Joe Tiller versus the Fridge. Really? Okay. Yeah, and then 50 to seven in College Park in 2016 in the favor of the Terps for the first time as Big Ten as big opponents. opponents. Yes, indeed. Okay, so first thing we got to say is, have you seen the Purdue moon helmets? Yeah, the first time I saw them, I really cringed. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yee. but it wasn't a great picture. The more I saw them, I'm okay with them. And you saw the footsteps down yeah, the yeah okay I'm not I don't think that's great and like the the moon texture on the, yeah. the Purdue P but just like the color scheme with the the gold visor okay I can get on I, board I, I, with I that. like them yeah. they, they they pull out some of my favorite colors so, so white and gold and I, I don't know, look, looking sharp to me yeah I I just think the detailing is always a little too much on on, on okay. these uniforms right. But overall, I mean, especially when you're watching on TV, it's going to look pretty crisp. So you say when the whole ensemble is together, yes. the the Mooniforms? Ooh, yes. That's Dustin Shooty. I can't take credit Mooniforms, for that, all, that's right. Good. all right. Very good. But all yeah, right. I'll, I'll give them a sideways to partial thumbs up on that one. Okay. All right. Like maybe, I don't know. like a, Three quarter? Yeah, three, three quarters. quarters. There okay. you go. I think, I, I, and Purdue fans, three quarters thumbs up from Kurt. Uh, that's sometimes is the best you're gonna get. It's, so. Yeah, it's actually pretty. We'll, we'll get that's to, high praise. <laughs> we'll get to Iowa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this, uh, you had to have been a little bit surprised by this line when you saw this. Yeah, correct? I mean, I expected Maryland by a little bit more. Okay, just a little bit. A little bit. I would have expected like seven. Okay, I typically guess these before I look at them. This was the one that almost all these other ones I was dead on. This one was I was quite a bit off on what this. Um, I, I thought it'd be over ten. Did for, you really? For and I know that Maryland's going on the road, um, but this is a an especially banged up Purdue team. Well, right? but a banged up Maryland defense too. And a banged up Maryland defense, but and I know it was Rutgers last week, but. I mean, the defense looked maybe a little bit better. Yeah, that's um, probably maybe true. some of the guys that went out of the Penn State game were able to get back last week. I think so. I mean, you know, by my own rule, the Hoosier line, the, and this, it, it should Hoosier... be more like fourteen. Okay, they, what do you what do you mean by that? Well, the, uh, Maryland should run away with this game by my own rule by the Hoosier line. Well, because I think what the Hoosier line is here is. Uh, uh, 
Purdue does not have a good enough defense. Their defense one would is think. atrocious. Right, so Maryland should go off. They should go off. So really it comes down to, do you think Purdue can score? Yes, and I do. I think they'll score a little bit. Okay. Jared Sparks may be back this week. Yep. That's that's a little bit of positive news. And, you know, they, they'd still have skill. It's young, but we've talked about this before. Brahm's always going to have a scheme. I'll scheme him up. I, I do have confidence they can get some points on the board. A couple touchdowns, let's say, against a pretty mediocre Maryland to, to even bad Maryland defense. Um, so, and then another thing we got going on here is we got issues at quarterback for Maryland. That's Josh. The, gre- glad okay. you brought that up. Yeah, because with Josh Jackson out, Pigram is the starter. Yep. And there is a drop off from Jackson to Pigram. for the passing game. Yes, correct. But I still think they can run the hell out of the ball. Simply because, again, Purdue's defense, whatnot. Yeah. Something, like, you know me, something stinks here, right? And maybe it is simply they're going on the road. They don't have a good defense. I'm talking Maryland here, obviously. They don't have a good defense, and Josh Jackson being out, maybe that is it. Maybe that's where the line came in. And they're playing on real grass this weekend, too. That could slow them down and slop it up a little bit. I don't know. The weather's going to be awful up here in Minnesota. I don't know what it's like down in Indiana. I yeah, I'll take a look at that a, real quick. Um, um, but if, I, if I'm Purdue, okay, if I'm a fan of Purdue, not a whole lot to play for left in this season. But right. the one thing that we kind of alluded to is you've got all these this young talent, young quarterback, good receivers. Just play pitch and catch, baby, and just watch the team and watch – what you have for the future. I agree. You're talking fans setting expectations yeah. for Yeah, I agree. Um, Maryland playing for a little bit more, right? If they are going to get to bowl eligibility, I mean, that's what they want to get to is the six. A lot more. Plateau. Yeah. They're playing for much more. They need this. Cause there's t- not, it's two things. Number one, you need it for the, for the win to get you to six. The other thing too, is if you can't beat Purdue, which is a struggling team, you really start getting concerned what other games are going to win this well, yeah, year to okay. get to the bowl games. So. Right. Cause if you look ahead of their schedule, it's bruising yeah. in the in the back half. So yeah. they need this win right now. They do. So to me, they need this game, so they're going to keep fighting. Um, Purdue has just – you've got to give it to Brom. They have shown scrappiness in every chance they can. They haven't they just given fight. up. They just yeah. fight, man. That's all they do. So to me, this seems like there's points. on Because I, I still yeah. – even with the, the scrappiness, the, the defense still – is not there. They just don't have the ponies no. on defense. I agree with you. I think they can run the ball. So I just wind I think this will wind up being under the 55 and a half. Not by much. I don't mm. love that. And because something stinks in Denmark to me, I, I'm going to take Purdue wow. plus the four. I was kind of trying to lead you down. Like I was hoping this was going to be, you know, Maryland higher so that I could take Purdue in the points. Sure. Um, and was even going to flirt around with Purdue on the money line just because I could see Purdue winning. It's like something, oh boy, something's just, goofy with I know, this. and I, I just can't see any of that. Okay. But th- at the same time, this is one where, where Vegas gets you. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going Maryland. Okay. I really like Maryland here. Really? Okay. But I'm I'm going to shade towards the over. Okay. Because I do think Maryland or Purdue's going to put some points up. I think Maryland's going to score a lot of points. But even like 35-20, that's under. Okay. You know? Yep. I'm still going over. Okay. I like the so over. So we're complete opposite on that one. All right. Uh, next game up, and I I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, but these 11 o'clock a.m. games, they're not the uh, they're not the kill- most 
highly decorated 11 o'clock a.m. games that we've ever, ever run into. Okay, so you're just saying the, the lineup at 11. I thought you were yeah. just bashing 11 a.m. games. Because no. I was going to say, well... That's Love a, eleven. That, no, no, no. I'm talking a, about our three games to pick from at eleven o'clock okay. a.m. as Big Ten. Because if you're an Illinois fan, there's only the only thing, the only college football that exists is eleven a.m. football. Yeah, That's I pretty always much got it. a lot of eleven o'clock a.m. games too. Uh, there's a, a either the one of the night games or the afternoon games. I think could have gotten flexed into eleven. I think. Well, they it doesn't need make to, any sense to me. I think they should probably just hand the scheduling over to us for next year. Or just like ten football college football fans, and they just they just figure I, I don't you know like I understand TV matters, but so okay you know I mean obviously we'll get there, but Iowa Penn State is at night obviously, yep. but so is Nebraska Minnesota. Why yeah. would you put those two? That would be games? a great afternoon game, wouldn't it? That should be the afternoon game, yeah. and then flex Michigan State Wisconsin to the eleven o'clock yeah. a.m. game. Three or, good games or Nebraska Minnesota eleven and eleven. That'd be fine too. I just yeah. I don't know doesn't make any sense to me, but. Quick little, quick little rant there. Next one up, Rutgers at the Indiana Hoosiers. 11 o'clock a.m. game, as previously discussed. Big Ten Network line Hoosiers by 28 over under 50.5. All right. We've got yards per play differential. Rutgers, negative 1.0. Indiana, negative 0.1. Okay. Now, IU leads the overall series 3-2. to two. Rutgers won the first two, and the Hoosiers won the last three all in the last five years. Were the first two wins by Rutgers many moons ago? They, no. Really? No. So somewhat were, recent. I think they were all recent. Yeah, oh, really? all since okay. they were in the Big Ten East, I believe. Okay. All right. I, I don't have that in front of me, but that's my off-the-top-of-my-head recollection. So, no other better team to bring up the Hoosier line with than the Hoosiers, and it sure seemed like this year that whenever Indiana is in in on some action, all right, so a MAC level team, yeah, they pummeled them. The, yeah, I mean they they struggled the one game against uh, was it who was it Ball State? Yeah, Ball kinda. State. But it was Ball State. Not Ball. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, they've they've done what they've had to yes. do against lesser competition. Yep. Isn't that kind of what we're looking at? Absolutely, they were right idle last Rutgers. week. Yep. And I feel, yeah, I've said this before, I think I just feel something kind of different with Indiana this yeah. year. I feel like they're getting over this hump. I feel like they're starting to become a Big Ten team that puts the smack down on teams like this. For sure. You know, Penix, a quarterback, that's looking great. Bevy, a wide receivers, running games improving. Offensive line actually has been surprising me. They're, they're better than I thought they would be at this point of the year. Yep. And their defense is kind of coming around. Right, I'm seeing them right, round into form right now. Right, I like the Hoosiers right now. I, I anybody that I think's actually spent some time watching the Hoosiers should like them. Um, uh, Michigan State obviously punched at Ohio State last week. The week before that, Indiana punched the heck Absolutely. out of the Spartans. And maybe there was a little bit of you know look ahead sandwich to that to the uh, uh, Indiana Michigan State game. But there's still something to be gleaned from a game like that, which is Indiana has looked really good this yeah. year. Um, and then you got Rutgers, who has looked horrible. Man. I mean, this is a 28 point spread. Like, I don't know where this line would have been at back in August. My guess is it would have been way under 28 points. At yeah, that I would time. say more like 14 back then. Uh, yeah, probably don't dang near think? half that. And I was kind of hoping uh, this was another one. I, I had an inkling that this was going to wind up being a higher line in this game. And sure mm -hmm. enough, it's it's at 28. I mean, with the over-under at 50.5, they still are saying that Rutgers is going to put points on the board? Yeah, I'm not sure they can. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering the same thing I myself. I really don't know. I, You know, I, I hate 
I don't want to bash on Rutgers, but let's be honest. Th- this is about as low as a program can get in the Big Ten. I don't remember any program ever being this low. You'd probably have to go back to like maybe even the 70s and 80s Northwestern, Northwestern. teams that lost whatever, 30-some games in a row. And and me thinks they were at least a little bit more competitive than what Rutgers has been lately. Well, and back then— I mean, they're did... like setting records for how many shutouts they're allowing. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, seven points last week. <laughs> I mean— But m- my point being, back in the 70s, 80s for Northwestern— you played all Power Five teams. You didn't play the Miami point. of Ohio's. You it's played really out of conference. You played Stanford and Cal and 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 programs like that. So this may be the bottom that a Big Ten team can reach. Yeah. The 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 lowest depth. And I'm sorry, Rutgers fans. I think we got a few. We want to talk positively about I would love to. all teams, but you are giving us nothing to I mean, talk positively okay. so about. We have two very important cogs of the team transfer before the season, right? Then you have two guys, important as well, deciding, you know what? I'm just going to redshirt this year. Then you lose McLean Carter. You've only got two scholarship quarterbacks on the entire depth chart right now. I mean, it would it's realistic. They could be playing a walk-on quarterback at some point this year. And maybe that's basically what they're playing. I mean, this is, their th- this is the Rutgers third-string quarterback that's going to be yeah. playing quarterback at Rutgers. So <laughs> you think about that. Probably the worst quarterback room in the league to begin with. And they're already down to their third stringer. That is a horrible I mean, thought. This is basically the fighting um, Pacheco's here, isn't it? Yeah. The fighting even, Isaiah and, Pacheco's. That's and, all they've got. And if Big Kurt knows it, and if Jeffrey the Greek knows it, so does Indiana's defense. I'm pretty sure Tom Allen's probably pretty aware. Like, let's make this guy that we didn't even know existed until three days ago beat us yeah. this weekend. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Aren't they yeah. just going to stack the box and say, all right, Johnny Langan, BC transfer. See what you got. G- true fresh, no, uh, redshirt freshman. Go ahead and, and beat us with your arm. Yeah, with and that, your questionable receivers that you're With all those wide receivers you got. <laughs> Bo Melton and, so, and uh, who's the other guy? So to me, um, your only thought process is, will this go over simply because Indiana will be basically go over by themselves it would not surprise me if this was a 56 to nothing game okay so until i see indiana 56 nothing somebody i'm, I'm gonna take the under yeah, with this me as well but with that being said i think we've gone through the reasons why taking the hoosiers minus 28 yeah i don't like either one of these but it, that's the play if you got unfortunately go. it's right on that 28 it was at 27 and a half yeah, and i was, was i was better. really liking uh, Indiana back then, but I'm still going to take. I was IU. hoping for like a 23. That would have been yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Well, but that would have been better. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, next game up, the number 16 Michigan Wolverines going in to the land of Lincoln to play Illinois. This is 11 o'clock a.m. game on ABC. Obviously, oh yeah, big game ABC. I'll have to see if I get ABC. <laughs> <laughs> been a number of years it's been a while uh wolverines favored by 21 and a hook the over under 49 land of lincoln i don't like that phrase no nah yeah i don't know it's a pretty good president he was a good president he's is from illinois he is from illinois is it, is it generally not well liked by illinois people i'm sure they like it i just okay. it's never grabbed me okay land of lincoln <laughs> doesn't seem all that cool. I don't know. All right. So, so first thing well, is. Hold on. Yards per play differential. Oh, yeah, right. Michigan at a positive 1.0. Believe it or not, Illinois in the negative 0.5. Now the overall, pretty close. Michigan 70, Illinois 23 with two ties. Um, 
No, it's not close at no. all. But let's let's go back to the nineteen twenty four game. Okay. October eighteenth. <laughs> the dedication of Memorial Stadium. The first it actually had they had played a game in it, but this was the dedication okay. game, right? Okay. So they waited for Michigan to come to town, the vaunted Michigan Wolverines who hadn't lost in over two years, and Red Grange went wild on the Wolverines. They won thirty nine to fourteen. He returned the opening kickoff ninety five yards for a TD. Rush for a TD of 67, then 56, then 44 yards, all in the first 12 minutes. You're kidding me. Nope. Sports. I tell you what, if you could build a flex capacitor in a DeLorean and go back. Wouldn't that be the most amazing? That would be to, to, because, you know, it's funny, like when you picture old timey games, you picture them in your head in black and white. It would actually be in color. You would be there. They would be wearing the Illinois and Michigan colors. Yes. And nobody in the stands would have any idea what's going on. I wonder how electric it would have felt in 1924. I think it would it would have felt electric, but at the same time, probably half the time you had no freaking idea what was happening. Right. Because let's go to the uniforms. Like, Illinois back then wore blue with orange letters, no trim or nothing. So you from the stands, know. and there's no replay or anything right, like right, that. Right. Like, at least Michigan, they had... They had the the yellow okay. letters that popped off their blue. Okay. So you could at least tell the numbers there, but Illinois running around, you don't even know it's Red Grange. You well, have no idea. I think you would have probably figured out uh, who you Red probably Grange figured was after it out. the first play. But hold on. He wasn't done. Okay. He sat on the bench after that and then came back in the game to throw a 23-yard touchdown and then run for another 12-yard touchdown. Sports Illustrated at one point called this the greatest college performance of all time. Nice. That's awesome. So I figured I'd get that in there just, you know, yeah. for some good feels for me yeah. personally yeah. before I the mean, game started. you had to go started. back like 95, 96 years, but dang it, that's okay. And, I, you know, I, was, I didn't – I kind of ran out of time. I was digging around. There was – there's some amazing stat about the Michigan defense back then and how few points they had given up in those two prior years. I mean, it was like something unfathomable. Yeah, no, like 12 nobody, nobody points does in this two years Michigan. or something right. like that. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Red Grange went off. For 39 points. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So back to present day, your quarterback has grand mal seizures and probably <laughs> is not going to play in this game. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, number 12, Matt Robinson, probably suiting up for this one. We're going off of uh, the Gopher Insider who said he was watching, walking yeah. off the field looking like he, you know, had, had, seen his life pass before his eyes. Looking like he might go the way of McLean Carter Correct. sooner rather yeah. than later. Um, Michigan's defense uh, looked pretty good to me last week. hey um, And Illinois was having troubles throwing the ball versus Minnesota. And I'm not saying Minnesota is just some slouch defense, but you're definitely ratcheting it up a bit with Michigan's defense coming in. Well, absolutely. I mean, bad conditions with Illinois, but Matt Robinson doesn't have a great arm. He's more of a dual threat guy, just kind of mediocre arm. Honestly, makes a lot of mistakes with his arm too. So that does not bode well for Illinois at all. For me, this just looks like your typical get right game for a struggling offense. I think that the Michigan offense is going to find their groove. I think so, the Michigan so you, defense is So you agree absolute... with Jim Harbaugh's assessment? Did you see that? After the uh, Iowa what... game, he said, this offense is really close. No, it's set to explode. I don't agree with that at all. But, I mean, this is this is the game you need to make yourself feel that maybe that's happening. Yeah. Um, as we kind of talked uh, offline, I think it was a little bit, or maybe it was uh, awful during the podcast last week. Um Sure, tackling has not been fantastic for Illinois. Oh. 
It's deeper than that. They're out of Dude, position. I, I rewatched the the defensive, all the defensive plays. Like they were, it was broken down. Like just the important plays. Like you know, it just mediocre plays for like two yard gain. They don't show, but like all the breakdown. Like I, when the defense looked horrible, and the plays just going kept going on and on and on, and the breakdowns were just enormous. Yeah, like guys out of position by ten yards. Or more, over and over again. Right. It was, I, this defense, I don't know how this is possible. They have regressed. They are getting worse. It's like they're getting uncoached somehow. <laughs> I'm serious. These are mostly the same players from two years ago yeah. that played better two years ago than they're playing right now. Yeah. No, it has not looked good. Um, I, again, I had hoped for a simplification of the Illini defense. More zone, I, keep things in front of you. Yeah, that's just quick. stop, you know, big plays. Try to win the line of it's scrimmage. Mostly their philosophy, but, but it's, it's not, just it's not working because they're, they're, they're not. They're not nobody is following their assignment. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Michigan does defensively here. If Don Brown just kind of unleashes the hounds, or how this goes down. Um, last week he was mixing in a lot of zone and man confusing a, uh, a four-year uh, se- senior quarterback, three-year starter. Yeah. Now you've got an even younger Freshman. quarterback. And there's difference when Michigan's going on the road as opposed to going staying home last week. But I think this line's way too low. I think it is, too. 21.5 seems like something they could be probably getting close to covering at the end of the first half. Yes. Um, I, I would think that the way Illinois covers this is by putting up, what, 14, 17 points. On yeah, the board. and it's it would be a late cover. It, it would have to be a backdoor cover. It, it's, it would be. That's the only way they cover this line. But I, I can see them putting some points on the board. But... I don't know, man. Now let's get to the offense. There is just no rhythm there whatsoever. Play calling very suspect. Um, Reggie Corbin, I thought was one hundred percent. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't because they they only gave him gave him fourteen touches. I don't know what's going on with the offense. It's broken too. Yeah. It's everything. You know what? Special teams are great. They're okay. looking real good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Congrats. Man, I wish we could have more of those plays. Can yeah. Just play all special teams. And I would look for Michigan's offensive line, which I think actually was rounding into form a little yeah. bit in the last week or two to probably get its best day of work in. Um, I will. Th- I think Michigan will be able to run the ball here with Charbonnet when the yeah. pass game's there. It's going to be there. Like, I just see oh, yeah. big, it's all going to be there. I see big plays with the Michigan wide receivers. In Can you this imagine game. those wide receivers going up against our defensive backs? Yeah. It's going to be, they're just going to well, be helpless. Gonna, yeah, we're going to see that. But hold on. How about some positives for okay. Illinois? All right. We went over that, that game a couple years ago. Oh, okay. It was 1924, <laughs> whatever. There, the, the new Dick Buckus statue is going to be unveiled Friday night, right in front of the new Smith football We haven't had a facility. Dick Buckus statue until now. Yeah, he didn't oh. want one. Oh, he did okay. this. It was against his will. He right. he said, "I do not want a statue." Period. This program's not about me, but they kind of talked him into it. Josh Whitman talked him into it. Okay. So yeah, statue in front of the new training facility. So now you got Grange on one side, Buckus on the other. Not not too bad a football. Yeah, not too shabby. To, to I wish we could the, go back to those times. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to our single afternoon game. This is where we start getting into some games here. Michigan State traveling into Cheeseland to take on the number eight ranked Wisconsin Badgers. 2.30 p.m. game on Fox line. Wisconsin by 10 and a hook over under 
40.5. All right, yards per play differential. Michigan State still sitting at a pretty 1.1 in the positive. Wisconsin, woof, positive, 3.3. Mercy. Overall record, Michigan State leads 30-23. to 23. You remember that 2011 Big Ten championship yes. game? Yeah. Gosh, what a barn burner. Yeah. It was 42-39 to 39 was the final. Yep. Wisconsin won. It was leaders versus legends. I don't know who was a leader and who was a legend. I don't care. Nobody cares. But that was an awesome game. I, just, I can't believe it was that high scoring looking back. Yeah, at that was an awesome game. I remember I watched that game at a Badger bar downtown. It was oh, a cool. blast. Um, the other thing, too, or the other game, of course, is the last second throw game from 2014? Yeah. 12? Was that Russell Wilson? That was last? Russell Wilson yeah. playing that game. That was before game. fourteen, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it would have. It, it was Monty Ball and, and yeah. Russell Wilson. That was a that was a good one game too. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, okay, so breaking down this game, this one is interesting to me because I think this is where you start out at. Is this the game where finally Jack Cohn is is? Yeah, you're going right there. That's exactly what I wrote down. Is this the team that can make Wisconsin play at least to a certain degree left-handed? Yeah, I have the exact same thing written down. I mean, look at the pressure that Michigan State even got on Ohio State in the first quarter last week. Um, if if Cone gets rattled, can he bounce back from that like Justin Fields did? And Justin Fields, they got in on that very impressive offensive line with yeah. Ohio State to get pressure. Absolutely, Obviously, Wisconsin has got a very impressive offensive line too. But it's not like you know. Part of the way, or uh, uh, part of the plan of attack for Wisconsin to keep you off their quarterback, along with a great offensive line, is just running the sure. ball so that you don't get put in, in tough passing downs. But they got Ohio State into some tough passing yeah. downs and got pressure. And on that's them. an Ohio State team with a dual threat quarterback. Correct. This is more one dimensional. Hundred I mean, percent. You, you got to figure Michigan State can at least slow down Jonathan Taylor. And then if they can get them into, like you said, some passing downs, I, I think they can keep this close. And we got the feel, at least I did, at the beginning of that Michigan State-Ohio State game, like, we got ourselves a game here. You Absolutely, know, like, yeah. this is going to be a battle. And then Michigan State just couldn't make the plays. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought Lewerke looked good the whole game. And they had their opportunities. They did. The they, they just kind of... They, they, didn't, they yeah, just didn't grab didn't the opportunities. That's right. Um, my... Issues though on seeing that happen. I mean, ultimately, I just want to see a good game. You know, I, I like. Sure. I feel like we are we are due, right? We got three good games this week. Can we get two out of these three games you to know, be good, and maybe throw in one of the games at eleven o'clock that just winds up being wild and woolly? Like that, we deserve that, right? We we love the Big Ten. There's there hasn't been a lot of barn burners up to this point in the season. No, it's just been goofiness. Yeah. It's just, just blobness. It's been a point. little blob, but another thing I think Lewerke, if he trusts his wide receivers, Daryl Stewart, especially that's where they can attack the Badgers on defense Yeah, to flip this back around. This is where it's interesting is I don't think anybody would deny that the one weakness that Wisconsin has on the defense is just, can you, can you, you can touch up their think so. secondary. Yep. Um, would Michigan State be the team that I would picture in my brain to take advantage of that? N no. Not necessarily, but Daryl Stewart is having a hell of a year. He's very good. My God, just throw it up to him. And I know that's probably a simplistic view, but there could be a little truth to the fact that if you can just get a little bit of high-low going on versus Wisconsin defense, mm -hmm. where 
if Daryl Stewart can make plays at the beginning of the game to at least see if, you know, they, they have to adjust a little bit to what he's doing, does that all of a sudden get a crack in the Wisconsin defense where they, for once, just don't look like a completely impenetrable, impenetrable block? Is I, that Could it happen this weekend? I think it could, and I think it will. I okay. don't, I don't, I'm not calling for an upset here, but I just, I saw that line 10 and a half. Yeah. That one st- stood Too out high. to me. Okay. I like Michigan state here. All right. That is where I started at the beginning okay. of the week. And then it just, talked to me. Talk and then me it just, it. it just dawned on me. Michigan state's coming back from a, mm. this is, this is the week after good point. the Ohio state game. Good we point. just talked about now they got to go into Michigan or into Wisconsin to play. Dude, I think Wisconsin is just that good. They let, let me let me say this. What happens if Wisconsin can run the ball? If Wisconsin can run the ball on <laughs> then they're in trouble. I it's mean, done. yeah, it's done. It's if, done. If they can't slow down Jonathan Taylor, this game's over. I kind of think that's what's gonna happen. I'm not saying Jonathan Taylor is gonna bust I, off. I, I just I believe what Wisconsin can do offensively is at or above what Michigan State can do defensively on the other side of it. I just I cannot trust this this offense, the Michigan State offense, to go on the road and suddenly click and be more consistent. Do I think Brian Lewerke will make some plays? Absolutely. I think he'll make some plays yeah. here and there. The whole game's on Brian Lewerke. Yes, Too much to put on Brian Lewerke. Well, I think that kind of summarizes Michigan State and offense overall this year. Yeah. This, to me, screams like a 35-17 to 17 game, maybe 31-17, to 17, okay. which is not a – a huge cover. Not a blowout. But no. we're going to know who the best team is when this game's over. It's going to be Wisconsin. All righty. Oh, but I like the under. Got to go under. Michigan under? State. So you're going. Love it. Under 40.5. Always. Really? Okay. I don't care if it's 12. All right. I, I would choose over in this game. I mean, I just obviously the, the through. The I can't show. break my rules. Okay. All right. So we got two evening games. First one up. This is another good, interesting game to be. Nebraska, the Cornhuskers traveling up I-35 to take on the number 26-ranked Minnesota yeah, Gold Gophers. Can we, we just can go ahead? That. We can sure. say that, yeah. Why did they? Why were they put into a couple rankings this week where they allowed 26 to be there? <laughs> it was weird. I, I don't know. It was on a couple different websites. Yeah. So. 6.30 p.m. game. This is on Fox. The Gophers are favored by seven and a hook over under 49. All right, yards per play differential. Nebraska, positive 0.7. Minnesota, positive 1.3. Wow, looking good, Gophers. Uh, Overall series here, believe it or not, Minnesota, 32. Nebraska, 25 with two ties. Um, Now, there was that little thing about the 16-game win streak that Nebraska had from 1963 to 2012. And, of course, there was that little blemish in 83 when the Huskers rolled the Gophers 84 to 13. 84 to 13. <laughs> the, I thought it was like 83 to nothing. I thought that's. I always I, yeah. thought it was to nothing too, okay. but it was 13. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in the Metrodome. However, Minnesota had a 10 game streak of their own from 40 to 49, with the high point being a 54 to nothing blanking of the Huskers, 1943. And this has got to be the record for uh, the most uh, games played between two teams. Before they joined a conference together. Yeah. Gotta have some sort of record well, like that, well, right? Ooh, yeah, Don't you think? probably. I mean, that's a ton of games played. Yeah, it would have to be, yeah, right? I would think so. Um, all right, so I kind of feel like there's a Hoosier line going on here. 
couple different ways. Talk okay? to me. Nebraska's rush defense. And kind of you could just say defense in general. Yeah. It's looked good at times. It has, but statistically it's not great. Right. Because, I mean, Ohio State will do that. Here's well, statistics. okay, touche. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. The the second half uh, fall in the sleepness versus Colorado. That yeah, that was that was it. part of it. That'll do it. Um, so there's been there's been notches of just oddness. You know, Illinois obviously moved the ball on them more than mm. I think probably they. Only, they 300 only had, yards, about but they 300 had, yards, but they had a lot yeah. of yards rushing. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. On the other side, Minnesota has gotten the rushing attacks look better. It's gotten much better. I mean, right. you know, is. Doesn't really count week. against Illinois, but but it's yeah, a little bit better versus Purdue as well. It's gotten better that. all year. So we got two Hoosier lines going on here, or okay. the same Hoosier line that we see. Which one gets? I see what you're saying. Over. You think you, you think they can run the ball on the Huskers? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. That's my point. Who's going to win the Hoosier line? Contest? This could be a new Hoosier the Minnesota okay. rushing offense or the Nebraska rushing yeah. defense. With me here, what I'm going yeah, with this? No, or, I'm following. Like you. It, it's kind of a kind of a. We'll, we'll we'll figure that out. That'll that'll. Who's your liney? We'll who's have, your liney? Yeah. Um. Then we got Not the who's other. Who's your daddy? You're right. Who's, who's your liney? Who's your liney? Then we got the other side of the ball, which is Nebraska offense versus the Minnesota defense. Um. We got questions here, right? We got we, we've had three rumored quarterbacks taking snap this week for yeah. Nebraska. Um. I think at one point the thought process was that Adrian Martinez wasn't going to play, and that. Uh, Vidral was going to come in. Then we got McCaffrey after that, and yep. he's he's out there saying, "Hey, I'm willing to come in and do what I got to sure. do to help the team out." It is a pretty good quarterback room. It is. A, it's you... a three deep quarterback yeah. room with with talent. But I got to go off what Scott Frost has been saying all you know summer long through camp into the beginning of the season that Adrian Martinez is the is the guy is the man. You know. So, but and you know he has he hasn't looked great this year. He has not. It, no, I just I, I'm very underwhelmed by what I've seen from Amar so far this year. I'm waiting for him to kind of take off, but I don't know. I'm it might not happen. I mean, it's been fair. I think it's fair to say this has been a gigantic sophomore slump, but I cannot put it all on Adrian no, Martinez. Like there's more to it. I just feel like if everything was the same, even if you had some of the injuries to to Mo Washington and JD Spielman. They are dinged up. Like they're, all, oh, they're dinged up. All everywhere. of their playmakers, their their major playmakers are dinged up. And and I keep going back. This this game reminds me of the Purdue game last year up here, right? Where you got pretty much one playmaker on Purdue, Rondale Moore. You had bad weather. We're gonna have bad weather this weekend. It's pretty much Wandale Robinson versus the Gopher defense. Mm. I feel pretty good about the Gophers winning this game anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Bringing up the comparison to, to Purdue, because I tell you one thing, comparing the Minnesota Nebraska game from last year, I don't think there's anything you can pull out no. of that. Different defensive coordinator yeah, for Minnesota, correct. almost completely different playmakers for Nebraska on offense. Um, but what I was trying to get at before is, is with Adrian Martinez, if, if Adrian Martinez is the same, and all of his playmakers were the same, and I mean that going in and out of the lineup with injuries. I think Adrian Martinez would look ten times better if his offensive line was a yeah. B plus offensive line. Oh, well, it's yeah. just that all of those things that I've talked about mixed in with what could be the worst offensive line in the Big Ten. Wow, you're, that you're going there, huh? Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm saying it. Do you think Are I'm you saying counting it? Rutgers? I said one of. I didn't say the worst. Oh, okay. I thought I mean, you said. 
Yeah, Rutgers. Right. Um, I honestly don't think Maryland's offensive line's all that great it's either. Not. Purdue's is Purdue's is pretty bad. Struggle, but after that, I don't think there's anybody in debate. Okay, correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of it's in the lower half. Definitely. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't think very many Nebraska fans would fight on that. I don't I think, think they've so. been very underwhelmed. No, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is is that so? Th- that is the so that's all that stuff. That's what I'm looking for. Like there seems to be a bag of questions wherever you look for these two teams before this matchup. Right? Yeah. Um, did you hear about the health of Rashad Bateman? I did. I saw that. That was something that was DM'd me by three different gopher people. But it was either kind of a goof or just something precautionary. It seems like he's pretty healthy and he's going to play and yeah. he'll be fine. And they they put walking boots and, and those, you know, uh, removable casts or whatever. They put those on players all sure. the time. If, yeah. Even if you just kind of sprain your thumb. You get the cast on there because it just promotes quicker healing. So. And let's not forget that the Gophers are undefeated. They've got momentum on their side. I think the Huskers are kind of questioning themselves. And you're coming up to Minnesota. It's This is not in Lincoln. So I, I really like the Gophers to win this game. Okay. The only thing I'm wondering about is that line. Um, I don't like I don't like the Gophers to win it as much as you do. Okay. <clears throat> um. I definitely like Nebraska plus the seven and a half. Um, That's where I'm going on that one too. Yeah. Um, the over under at 49, I definitely think weather is involved with yeah. that. I think that would be probably four, five, six points higher if we had a clear day here in Minneapolis. Um, something. This is a goofy game. This is a goofy game. And I feel like there are times where all of a sudden you stop, right? And you go, how, why am I trying to figure this out? Why am I trying to sure. figure out what this matchup, that matchup? They're giving me seven and a half points. You take the points here. Yeah. And I actually I feel so. pretty good about that, taking the seven and a half points. And the over-under, I don't like at all because I have I. no idea. what This 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 could wind up being a very low-scoring I think game. so. I'm, I'm leaning to the under on okay. this one. But it could be a sloppy turnover on each short side of the field leading to more points game. It too. could be that too. Right. And, and and then last week, Tanner Morgan was, I mean, I don't mean to bag on the guy, but he might've thrown the worst decision pass. That was I terrible. Have, I have ever, if, if the guy, if the Illini interceptor didn't get it, the guy that was covering the guy that he was going to right. was going to intercept exactly. it too. There was, I mean, he threw what, two pick sixes? I uh, know there was a pick six and then a, a fumble Correct. six. Yeah. So two, and, I mean, the second one maybe, yeah, probably wasn't his fault, but and the the interception was just brutal. So the interception was brutal. I feel pretty good about everywhere on Minnesota except for Tanner Morgan. He is he's scaring me. A really? Bit. Okay. Yeah. I, and I think part of it is we look at him, and because he looks like Bob, the accountant yeah. in the office, before how old he looked, like sure. we forgot he's this is a young quarterback. It, still, he is and still he hasn't he's played a in a ton of big games. This is going to have a big game feel for for the the bank on Saturday. Oh, it absolutely will. And he was a little turnovery last year. Tim right. Morgan was Correct. before he went on the hot streak this year. So is he reverting back to old form? I don't yeah. know. But I'm gonna. So let's talk about the weather. Because Nebraska's bit more. defense thrives on turnovers. Sure. That is the game to me. Mm. If if he can play a clean, clean, clean game, I think Minnesota wins out just for general health of the whole football team being better. And by health, I don't just mean injured or not injured. I just mean the general, how solid it is. Like there's been too much, too much question marks with Nebraska less with Minnesota. Well, I agree. But you are playing into Nebraska's hands big time. If you turn the ball over, 
That's the game to me, and I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, but with the weather, it's going to be like mid-30s, rainy, maybe even snowy, maybe even both throughout the game. So this could be a real slop fest, too. Could be. All right, so that gets us to the... We got the number 10 Penn State Nittany Lions coming into Iowa City to take on the number 17 Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a 6.30 p.m. game on ABC Line Penn State by four over under 40.5. All right. Yards per play differential. Penn State mercy. Right up there with Wisconsin at a positive 3.3. Iowa at a positive 0.9. Penn State owns the overall in this series 16 to 12. Penn State on a current five game win streak. Now, Iowa had a five game streak of their own in 2004. Of course, this is the first game for the Nets back in Kinnick Stadium since that heartbreaker, the 2119. Why are you uh, smiling so much talking sorry, about Sorry, man. I had to bring it up. 2119 and yeah. 2017. Yep. Um, all right. Uh there maybe is maybe I just really like the Hoosier line thing. I think I've I just been you're in my brain. I've just been thinking okay. about it a lot. But I feel like there's some there's some Hoosier lineness going on here. Mm-hmm. Um Penn State. Has I, there has there is way too much quick tangent to the side. There is way too much in college football, whether it's talking heads or Twitter. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. It gets so far out of control. Like, but don't you think that applies to Penn State a little bit? Well, and I'm going to get there, but okay. like it does not apply to Ohio State to me. Ohio State. Ohio has State. Played. Oh hell no! People on Twitter are you know mostly SEC fans are are oh, throwing that mug at mud at Ohio State saying they haven't played anybody. That's that's crap. Damn. But with that being said, it, it just gets it just gets thrown out there too much. Like Penn State, yes, the the competition they've had up to this point isn't the most impressive thing in the world. But what has been impressive is how bad Penn State has just beat down people that mm-hmm. they've played. So and to a certain degree, you get to the point where like, sure, we haven't played great teams, but we've crushed pretty much everybody we've played mm-hmm. except Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And they're eh, okay team, but a charged up team, right? Yeah, that plays rivalry. that that typically can play some pretty good defense yeah. under Narduzzi, or True. at least was was focused to play some pretty good D. Would it be fair to say that Iowa is similar to Pitt, but pretty much better in in all yes. areas? Okay, I agree. On the flip side, kind of another Hoosier line thing. Would it be fair to say Penn State? Is kind of similar to Michigan, but also better in all areas. Yes, I think so. I mean, last week, I mean, what this is boiling down to from an Iowa Iowa fans' perspective is how bad the offensive line looked last week. That's what Michigan. I'm concerned about. That's has what I've written right? down. But then you look at Penn State; that's their weakness too. Not a great offensive line. No, and we'll get to let's we'll stick on Iowa offense versus Penn State defense okay. for now. Um, it sure seems like to an Iowa fan that the number one way to get to Iowa's offense is to stop the run. And if you can stop on your, on your way to stopping the run, force the, uh, the, the issue by getting to the quarterback, the offense sure does seem to screech to a halt. Well, I'm thinking about getting to the quarterback here. You look at what Michigan did to Iowa last week. You look what Penn state can do with their pass rush. That's I. If I'm Iowa, I'm pretty scared right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, I I'm mean, scared that, that they can't move the ball. Correct. I'm scared that it looks a lot like Michigan last, last week. week. You have to be at this point, yes. right? But then you flip to the other side. Um, certainly, if you're looking at the comparison, you would be more confident with Penn State's offense to move the ball in Iowa's defense. Yeah. It's a better matchup yes. for Penn State. But, you know, it is. W- and I don't mean it's a better matchup Penn State versus Iowa's defense. It's a better matchup comparing Penn, Iowa's offense to Penn State's defense in that vernacular. Um, with that being said, has 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 anybody really punched Penn State in the mouth? No, along the offensive line. No, they haven't. Okay, yeah, and I think I think Iowa can do that. Yeah, I do too. But I do. Penn I, State does Penn State have good running backs? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's kind of a mixed bag who their running back is. There isn't one running back that's 100% gotten the feel. Uh, Noah Kane is the people's choice. Yep. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, the receivers are very talented, but they're young. This is a young. It you is. Know. Sean but Clifford. Yeah. Allow me. Okay. Iowa defensive backs. How healthy are they? Getting healthier. Okay. Very much getting healthier. Right. We had a guy back last week, and Matt Hankins, who is typically considered to be the number two cornerback practice this okay. week. So you could actually make an argument this is the healthiest Iowa's been all year long, to my knowledge, at this point. So um, it just sure seems to me that both sides of this scream good matchup for the defense and under. There's a reason why this over-under is at. 40.5 and it came down it was it was higher than that yeah i wish it had not come down right um but i here's how i'm looking at it right now penn state offense versus iowa defense hmm sean clifford where's your confidence level pretty high very much i'm so. feeling like i'm it's it's a, maybe a draw i'm going draw there okay penn state defense versus iowa offense i really like penn state's yeah. defense there yeah that t- that has me lean into Penn State here, but at the same time, Jay Lehman said this week that top Kinnick is where top ten teams go to die. Yeah, and there's some truth to that. And they are a top ten team. Yeah, there's like some some like I don't know vault of magic that Kirk Ferentz can access only during night games, <laughs> and they give him the key. Okay, it's a night game. Here's the key, and he You're goes in, in and he grabs his wizard's robe and his staff and his crystal ball and he's just able to you know conjure greatness out of nothing so that's what I'm fighting against I feel like Penn State's the better team they're not going to be scared to play at Kinnick but at the same time ah boy if that, it's so that, hard to that win conjuring that. that you're talking about that is typically from having a two to three advantage in the turnovers so if you are if it's going to look like that and by look, are you do you, you want to go ahead and jump in right now with the uniforms or? Oh, I forgot! Oh my God, I even have <laughs> no, it written. Down. I, I should have just let it. I should have just let it slide. Why but. would they wear those for this game? I, I it's fine. It's night. It's night game versus. Penn I know, State. and the, the, I mean, we've seen Iowa. I love I the, know, the Ohio State. I love home. the the Iowa black and gold versus the Penn State whites. It's a good uniform game when these two typically. It is play. a good uniform game, but yeah, the um, contrast. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what the what the yellow bellies look like on. Ah, it's just going to be night. too much yellow. Too man. much yellow. Okay, all right. And if I recall, you pan down to those shoes, and the shoes were yellow too. It's just too much. Okay. All right. So, anyways, I think we've kind of broken through it about as much as we can. If if I was going to pull this out, that's what it is. It is a combination of turnovers 
and maybe a touch of special teams. Maybe mm-hmm. this is where um, uh, Amir Smith-Marset breaks one out for an actual touchdown or just such a big return it sets up. That's the stuff you have to see. That's the sauce that makes up the upset for these types of games. I just don't know if I see it this week. I mean, right now, I just it's let down kinda, after Michigan, right? There's there's a little bit of left down. The the, the fans and or the uh, excuse me, the players and the coaches did a good job of talking about. Yes, it was a letdown, but that was a learning moment for us. We know that if we win this game, that loss is behind us. Which there's a lot of truth in that, um, but. I got to see them get over this Penn State hump Mm -hmm. until I pick them to do it. So to me, I like Penn State to win the game. That line is dead on. And I I would lean towards Penn State. I'm leaning Penn State as well. Yeah, same way. What about the the total, though? What do you think that? I mean, I'm going to stay away just because 40 is so – I mean, 20 to 17 is right at it. You know, I mean, that's – and a lot of people are predicting, like, 18 to 12 or something like that. Cause that seems like a, you know, like a Penn state, Iowa type of score. Yeah. I mean, it last two years. It, it has been, we'll probably see a cleaner game than that. Um, if you, if you painted me into a corner, I would probably take the over just because the way Those... that I could see points being on this board. And this would be the way that Penn state would just kill Iowa or just put them away handily is if Sean Clifford just comes out dealing because we all of a sudden after this game, we walk away and we're like, oh, bleep, Sean Clifford is a stud. That could happen in this game. And if it does, Iowa ain't winning this game. It couldn't just think about how much Penn State has to play for right now. You know, they, they're look. hopefully they're not looking ahead, but I don't think so. This they they think that they're a playoff team Correct. and they could be correct. Uh, they're not going to be intimidated. I like Penn State, and I would. I mean, I feel like I was playing for just as much in the fact that this is a conference game. If they lose this game, they're down two games in the conference. Mm-hmm. But if they win this game, they are suddenly True. jolted up for you know to be a contender, obviously sure. to Wisconsin, the Big Ten West. So I feel like t- what they're both playing for pretty darn even. But you do bring up excellent points that the reason, probably one of the biggest reasons Iowa is getting so much attention from Penn State is because Penn State definitely sees themselves as a college football playoff contender. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the under, not love, but I like the under at 42. I'm not so sure at 40 and a half. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Okay. I'd right. stay away, I guess. Yeah, stay away. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, that gets us through the games? Yeah. Anything gets us else through the game? Add? I don't know. I okay. don't know, man. That's, that's going to do it? I'm, I'm still up in the air if I'm going to be in attendance for the game we just talked about right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, we should probably warn the listeners that Next week's cast, the the preview may be a little bit later. May come yeah. out on a Thursday. Yeah, we got some uh, scheduling snafus we got to yeah. work through. But yeah. okay, good. Yeah, good. All right, I'm Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.